Hey guys, today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek in you a special treat every month. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 plus worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. Delivered to your mailbox every month. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash nerdmachine and enter code nerdmachine to save $3 on your new subscription today. Ten seconds to fire it. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. What is up, uh, Picking Favorites fans? That was intense. It was. I wanted to come in with a big, aggressive... Uh, <laughs> up! Up! Oh. Uh, I just popped it. You popped it? I popped the uh, proverbial uh, microphone. Yeah, you did. But you, next time you should pop it and lock it. I it'll can't be, lock. I can't so do that. I tried that when I was uh, in uh, grade school and high school. I was terrible. When I went, uh, You know, when you go watch them see Breaking the first time, you're like, I can totally do that. It's parachute and pants and a, pair of car- and a piece of cardboard. And, and you, you did. D- terrible. Nothing. Didn't hey, know anything. Welcome to Picking Favorites. Hey, oh, we're doing a show now. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, this is uh, episode 51 of the Picking Favorites podcast. It's Welcome, so everyone. Crazy. So glad that you're here. Uh, today, uh, we have a very special guest, and we also have three of us in studio, which is, um, which is uncommon twice nowadays. in a row, which yeah. is really uncommon because yeah. someone just doesn't like doing the show, which is unfortunate. Um, but he still, I didn't but, say but, but, I didn't no, I was like say, but, it. I was going to say, but Razzle still shows up. Ah, see, jump, I see what you did there. You see, I jumped your joke. You I jumped apologize. It. It's okay. Anyway, this is uh, Kentucky Dave America Coleman coming at you. Also, I have with me my good friend and buddy. <laughs> he, he, Razzle just deferred to me. Yeah, he did. I was Zachary like, Levi, oh, thanks for the man. deferment. Because I was just getting ripped on for not wanting to be here, so I was going to stay <laughs> silent the whole time. But that's, no, yeah, that would be sad. That'd be sad and impossible. <laughs> and and impossible. then, of course, we also have... My name is Razzle. There you go. Yeah, and we're joined by a very, very special guest. Cool dude. Um, I've seen him a lot lately, which is cool. We uh, hung out at the Geeky Awards and done some other stuff. So, uh, But you at home would know him, as we all know him, mostly as the one and the only Rufio Bangarang. Dante Basco! Dante Basco! What's up, In the y'all? house. What's happening, Rufio? What's crazy is I know you guys all differently. It yeah. is weird, yeah. Different yeah. places yeah. at different times. It's so crazy. You and I were always down at Hamburger Mary's there in West Hollywood. Yeah. Doing, <laughs> doing bingo night. Doing, yeah, doing bingo queens. with the drag queens. Exactly. I know. No, it's crazy. We wow. gotta get back there. We go back. We when was get that? Back there. When was that? No, I'm Every kidding. Morning. That was. That's just. Oh, you should joke, do that. That'd Dave. be funny. Oh, I, I didn't it's a get bit, it. Dave. I didn't get it. Hey, Dave. It was a bit. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Dave. It's a bit. Dave, it's, it's a, a bat. bat. It's, it's a, a bit. bat. It's a bat. What's a bet? I know Dante because uh, a horse's mouth. I know Dante through a previous guest on this podcast, a good friend of ours, Mike Capes. Me and me and Dante go yes, back. Mr. Yeah. Hacks of Life TV, right? Yeah. Yep. Mr. First Mike Capes. Razzle, we were just talking I, about I dug Mr. Razzle's Capes. name and I dug his fashion sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that's well. There's one person in the I, world. Yeah, there there's you one. Go. You know, we had a whole conversation <laughs> wow. about your fashion sense. Wow. Yeah, we did. I remember that. That's right. People are gonna be like, what did Razzle do? What did Razzle do before the show started taping? And where Zach and Dave. We're just on him. <laughs> he did nothing. We were just joking around. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I was a nobody. We... I was a nobody before this podcast, and after this podcast, I'm still a nobody. That's oh. what. Don't say that. That's not, that's that's not true. Well, you, that's um, a terribly I'm, self-deprecating I'm, thing to say. I'm. 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 I'm yes, ending your. What did Razzle do before this podcast? I'm, no, I meant right before this. Oh, podcast. Oh, I thought like you meant in a bigger. A picture few minutes of what ago. No. Oh. What. I was talking in a very, very, very recent sense, sense. Okay, not a ma- not a giant like. See, what life- have you done with your life sense? That's oh. see, this is what happens. Now. Just people just start rambling. There's just rambling That's involved. That's what it's about. It's just people talking. Yeah, but we somehow figured out how to convince our fan base that this is entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, everybody, for continuing to listen I to. I think our, they just hey, want to hear people with passions. Hey Dante. Well, yeah, yes. this is true. No I'm, matter what it's about, hey, you can Dante. be passionate about anything. Hey, I said, hey Dante, not Dave. Hey Dante. Yes. Uh, 
before we get into our stuff, tell us about yourselves. Like, what do you got? What do, what are you working on? What do you got coming up? What do you want to? What do you want to uh, chill? As they say, what's cooking and percolating. What kind of snake crazy, oil do you want to sell before just, we get into our show? Just growing up in this crazy town, Hollywood. You know, acting still. A few good movies this year. One I'm looking forward to called uh, Head Thieves. Okay, now that'd be cool. But then also, I like the name. Do they yeah, steal heads? <laughs> there is some head stuff. Going yes, on. sign me up. It's crazy. It's me and these guys are brothers, and we're like robbing stuff and being crazy. Oh, it's a heist film. It's kind of like a heist film. But it's kind of like it's kind of like a rated R Napoleon Dynamite. Get out oh, of town. All right. I like it. So it's a crazy film. Um, and then just also with acting, I'm also writing and producing. I'm um, a part of a game right now called Fail Safe. They're doing the Kickstarter right now where. Uh, it's a like a parkour video game that I'm I'm a part of, and then uh, coming up this winter, I have a play that I wrote called uh, Midnight Makeout Session. Okay, and that's coming out in December. So uh, you I've are never, a busy man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I've been like that plays all. It's about '90s nostalgia, guys in their 30s and whatnot, trying to get back to the romance of their first kiss through a through throwing a midnight makeout session. Okay, oh, I like it, it. It turns into a '90s club. So if you're in, in Hollywood. This December, check it out, midnightmakeoutsession.com. Nice. And all the monologues are uh, poems, spoken word pieces, so it's pretty cool. Is there a bottle, and do you spin it? There is. We talk about spinning. Yes! <laughs> we break down slow jams. Oh, we, yeah, The dude. art of the slow dance. There's an art of the of the bottle spin as oh, well. Yeah. You know what I mean? You really got to you gotta know what terrain you're spinning on. You want to make sure yeah. that you're spinning it yeah. at just the right moment. It's got to be the right kind of bottle. The bottle right can't have of... a lot of texture nope, on it. You nope, don't want to nope. yeah. You got to make sure you can land that thing right on that it's girl true. that you've yeah. been crushing on for a year and a half. In your science class. Woo! Talking about that first kiss. Those first kisses are important. Let's talk about it, Tony. Let's talk about it. Favorite, Favorite first, first kiss. kiss. Oh! oh! This is a freebie, guys. This, is, this wasn't even supposed yeah. to be. What I don't even know how you can have a favorite first. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't, really. Every time yeah. you kiss a girl for the first time is the first kiss. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Oh. That's one of the rules of the midnight makeout session. That's right. Wow. See, we're like segueing right into it without even realizing. Yeah. It. Have you guys ever had a kiss that felt like a Hollywood kiss? Like you just felt like magical and yeah. like yeah, electricity? Man. Totally. Yes. I'm married to her. It's awesome. Boom! Shout out to Courtney Wood up. She's. It's dope, right? Dope. Like dope. we actually need to She's hang out again. I know we talked. We had the dope. best we got time. We up together. Dope. Yeah, we had the great, the best time after the the uh, the geeky awards, just hanging out. We yeah. just went down to the yard house and just sat at the and bar and got, ate yeah, and drinks beer. It was fun, man. She's cool. And drinks beers. Drinks beers. We drinks beers. But because I grew up in Hollywood and I grew up in acting classes and whatnot, my first kiss actually happened on stage. Okay. What? And directed right. So I got to practice a lot with other actresses at my, you know, doing scenes and whatnot. So by the time I got ready for my first kiss in like real life, you had, uh, I was directed. I was ready. Yeah. I had choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cinematic. I knew where to put my hands. Exactly. Like I had the whole thing. I knew how to like, you know, I knew what it was supposed to look like on screen. And I was like, let's go for it. So it yeah. actually, you know, helped out. Well done. Yeah. I wish I would have had that kind of expertise. <laughs> Instead of a girl looking at me like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Your braces just cut me. <laughs> <laughs> I know the braces. Uh, so, so we decided since this, <laughs> since we all love Hook so much and we all love Rufio, greatest so pan much, movie of all time, so freaking By good, far. so freaking good. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to take three of the most talented. I mean, there's so many talented actors in the film, right. but we thought today would be a very Glenn Close. Gl- awesome. Yes, cameo cool. in the boo cool. box. Not the boo box. I know. When I met her, I could I couldn't stop thinking of Fatal Attraction. Right? Yeah, because I was like, like that time of my. She was in the boo box with a dead rabbit. Right. <laughs> uh, so so we have three actors we're going to go over today. Our the, our favorite films that these three actors have done. Where do you All guys right. want to start? I think we should we should definitely start with one of the dudes, and then we'll do oh, we'll do our lady in the middle. Yeah, so. I mean, it all depends on how you want to do. You want to honor the uh, our first gentleman in the beginning or in the no, end? Let's do that. I think we should. I yeah. think we should go with Mr. Robin Williams yeah. because Robin Williams. Yeah. rest in peace, Abs- Robin. Rest Abs- in peace. Absolutely. Uh, and these are all very difficult, by the way, because all of these actors have done such incredible work. Uh, it's kind of impossible. It's one of those of their career. Yeah, yeah, it's really like, hard for it. It, it makes you, it, you know, yeah. you're humbled. You're yeah, very humbled. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that being said, how difficult <laughs> it is, Dante, you go first. Because you're the guest. Favorite Robin Williams movie <sighs> ago. It's such a, it's such a toss up. Um, I gotta say now in life, I mean, you know, Dead Poet Society was definitely because I'm a so poet, good. and so that was very influential to me. But growing up, the first film I saw that really hit me was The World According to Garp. Really? Oh, old school. I the like World it. The World According to Garp. Really? Yeah. That's a really interesting film. Dude, it's really kind of. I love that movie. It's dark movie yeah. too, man. There's yeah. some T. S. Garp. <sighs> it's dark. It's funny. It was like, and I was a kid watching it. And it was like 
really an emotional connection to this dude's story, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because the way that the way there's little moments in that movie affect so much of the re- like just one little choice. The audience have no idea what we're talking about. No, they do. Like, a lot no, of these guys have seen they? World Cup. Oh, no. If you haven't seen this movie, I it's know. really gotta see it. I it's mean, it's movie. a pretty crazy progressive movie for like late eighties, right? Late I mean 80s, it, yeah. I mean you're like, whoa. And there's a couple scenes where you're like, that little choice that someone makes affects right. everything yep. going forward. And, and you, before I mean that I'm a you, kid watching Mark and Mindy. Right. And then you get watched the word of Cardinal Garb. Yeah. What it what happened? This is a totally different thing. Yeah. Mork and Mindy is one of the funniest, like oh, uh, well, the Rob buddy sitcom. Like just you're like, wait, what? He had Well and the fact that it's like it's it was one of those things. It was definitely in the eighties and then the you know, the late seventies, the the period where sitcoms like they tried it back with the the neighbors, I think they tried recently where there were neighbors that were aliens. Yeah, aliens, yeah. But but it was definitely back when sitcoms could be a little bit more out there with characters. Uh, hello, Alf. A little bit. Yeah. I mean? A lot it was more. a puppet. Elf, Elf or even, you know, like like Perfect Strangers where yeah. they had the completely off the wall, you know, yeah. cousin. Um, but now it's like a lot of sitcoms are, it's got to be like more realistic. Like you can't really, there's not really a sitcom that I can think about right now where there's just, uh, there's like magic or, or some form of... Um, Miss, you know, oh, like in the sitcom, yeah, in, in sitcom, yeah, it's like super the, fantasy, super fantasy, yeah, like yeah, completely, yeah. like, like bewitched, we, or yeah, like, like that. we yeah. exactly perfect example. Where I dream of genie, yeah, back in the we, day, we it was know, like all that. Comes we know all. it's a joke. This gives us a format for more of like for for more fantastical jokes, yeah. versus just yeah. well, the you know, escapism, the level of escapism in television back in the day it's was different. way crazier yeah. than what we do now. We try to get into the grittiest, darkest. It is the golden era of television. TV is amazing say. right now. It that's is, that's what they say. No, it is. It is. But it's just there's <laughs> Who so is they? Everybody. I mean, there is some great television <laughs> going on. I mean, I feel like they it's say that every- It's almost too much great television. They say that every generation, though. The TCAs. That's who says that. The TCAs. The TCAs. Uh, David, David, favorite Robin Williams movie. <sighs> so I mean, many. you're right. Dead Poets is great. Dead Poets so is many. like it's all time. The, that's a great movie. The, the, I'm gonna, you know what? This movie really affected me in a in a lot of ways. I'm gonna say The Fisher King. Oh yeah, love The Fisher King. He's so great. His range is amazing yeah. in that. It's got Amanda Him Plummer and Jeff Bridges, and, Jeff Bridges yeah. and Mercedes Rule. Rule. Mercedes Rule. Like that whole. This is the dynamic of that foursome That's and the great. way his whole story um, plays out. I still to this day think about when I lay down, look at the clouds. About if I can break the clouds with my mind. And you can. And I can. And I do. That's Fisher King stuff. It is. It's Fisher King. <laughs> <laughs> that is so deep. <laughs> Dante, you just dropped depth on I'm us. Just right saying, oh, I'm just saying. I'm going to break them it's clouds. That, it's that poetry brain. Yeah, but I, I love that movie. Amazing it's a great film. movie. And I, I, you know, I saw I was like 20 years old and I saw it. And it was like, when you, it's funny because you see, de- like, Dead Poets, I was just getting out of high school, 18 years old. Yeah. Then Cadillac Man came out, which is like his awesome. buff, which is yeah. buffer between that Awakenings and Fisher that King. Cool that was a you good too. That was a good flick, too. It's a hilarious movie. It's hilarious. He's a de- just a complete asshole, but you like him anyway. Yeah, he, he did it a couple of times though. Been a complete asshole in movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, but he, but he, I think that's part of why he was one of the actors who was able to transition from comedy into drama is that he always had, even though a lot of his comedy, like he wasn't like uh, Ben uh, or um, um, Ben Kingsley. No, <laughs> no. It's who am like I thinking ben of? Kingsley. Ben Affleck, no, Carlin, no. Um, George Carlin. George Carlin. George I was going to call him. Ben Carlin, that's so weird. He wasn't like George Carlin assholey uh, comedian. Like George was super harsh right. about stuff. But Robin would definitely get edgy with his comedy sometimes in oh, a way yeah. that I think. But oh, it was yes, always about real stuff. And was that I was doing Robin Williams? <laughs> oh, was that was that what you were doing? I was, I was just doing like one of his stand. I was like I was do, trying to. I was doing Jimmy Fallon's impression of Robin Williams. <laughs> That's why I just sit behind microphones. So uh, right now I just saw Razzle doing Jimmy Fallon doing right, do you Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Trying to. That's all right. No, it was, it, 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 it was odd. No, if that's the actual explanation, you, cut, that's you, what I was you doing. nailed it. No, I don't know. You nailed it. <laughs> Zachary. Um, <laughs> oh, man, it's so hard. So, uh, I mean, I just, as a, as a young, spazzy actor kid, like I was emulating Robin Williams all the time and everything that he did. And uh, I probably quote Mrs. Doubtfire more than I quote any Mrs. of his other work Doubtfire. because it's just so damn funny. It's so good. But, um, uh, and then he's got, he, I don't, a, a lot of people know this, but 
he's in uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen, yeah. but he's not even credited. He's, he, it's like got a fake credit on it. And I don't know why he did that, but I, th I think I always thought it was pretty cool. Well, it's like, funny. It's in his IMDb, which is interesting. It is, but yeah. that's because people are really yeah, smart. They, they still attributed it to him. Um, but he was great as, in that too. He was the King of the Moon, I think, was his character. Yeah. He was so yeah. weird. Yeah, 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 that's right. It was so weird, like a floating detachable head I and all totally that. I totally remember that name. Um, but, I, but for the sake of a conversation today, I want to say Awakenings. I think that movie- Amazing. Uh, was was um, it was it was I think that was the first time that I had ever really seen him play dramatic, and the, I thought the movie itself was just so I don't know it was just amazing. It That's was a different color form, for yeah, sure. yeah. You and know. I think it's also based on a true story, isn't it? Weren't, weren't there actual um, patients that were taking some kind of experiment? Oh, I think drug that is true. Yeah, they, they would wake were up. Were starting to, but then it started to fade out, right. and you know, and it was. It really it just rocked me when I when I saw it when I was younger. But he, but part of that was because he was so good. He was so believable. He really, he's got so much depth and so much heart, you know, in his performances. And so, yeah, I thought that was a really incredible film. But I mean, there's uh, Good Morning Vietnam. I mean, there's, oh, no, morning, there's Vietnam. no wrong he, answer here. Oh it's, yeah. Well, I don't Flubber. know. I don't Bicentennial Man and Flubber don't really. Uh, I don't you mean know. Centennial I'm Man? Is that what it is? Was it no, Bicentennial? Is it, man? Bicentennial, Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. He's like the robot. No, guy. I think it's Centennial Man is the robot one. Maybe it's Centennial Man. I thought it was Bicentennial. It's Bicentennial Man. I think it's Bicentennial Man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, years old, I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I remember. Yeah, Dante like, knows what's up. I've seen that movie. Uh, Razzle Dazzle. Um, <clears throat> this was a tough one because there are so many good ones. You know, you got Mrs. Doubtfire with yeah. James Bond in there and Sally Fields. You got Aladdin. With James Bond in there. <laughs> you got uh, Aladdin, which was, it was uh, so, so good. All time. All time. All time. But for this category. All time. For this one, I'm gonna have to quote um, Homer Simpson in a scene from The Simpsons when they go to a zoo and the animals get let loose and they're running out of the zoo, being chased by all of these creatures, and Homer's standing on top of the car, just shouting for no reason, "Jumanji!" <laughs> oh, Jumanji! I'm gonna say Jumanji. That was a fun Jumanji. movie. Jumanji is one of the first Bonnie like Hunt. really, really big, completely CG, CG yeah. animal yeah. movies yeah. where it's like you're like, "What yeah, is yeah, going yeah, on?" Because yeah, it, totally. it looked, re I mean, it looks pretty real. It did look pretty real at the time. It looked pretty awesome. at the time. I haven't seen it in at least it's a bit dated. Years. Yeah. I mean, look, there's movies five years ago that are dated. It was, by the, way, I mean? by the way, it was also one of those movies I remember watching and going, um, that's a really fucked up game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. who, like, <laughs> you yes. just get sucked One into a game and hope you don't that, die. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you don't die. Good luck with it's the that. most yeah. dangerous game. Yeah. Jumanji. And then the dude, and then like Robin Williams being hunted by a white dude. Like he's right, if I remember right, wasn't yeah, was that like Hunter? Old, like, colonial. The old colonial and the hunter was like hunting Robin Williams, was trying to, right? Or is he, I think. I, I don't remember. Or was he hunting just like the elephant or something? I like, haven't seen it in years, but I, I don't remember. I feel like there was that danger or he was trying to capture him or something because he was the the beast that could not, you know, he's like the white ape or whatever. He was Robin the Williams. white ape. I think I so. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I could see that. All I remember I mean, is it being uh, great and it, it was like And you loved it. And, 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 imagination. and as messed up yeah. as that game was as a kid when you're watching we it, oh my God. you wanted it. We want that game. You were like, so. I want to roll him dice. Like, where do we get Jumanji? Yeah, totally. Where can I play I think, that game? I think Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley or somebody ended up Making the game, but yeah. obviously they yeah. stopped making it after Did, kids started. To but now, <laughs> now in virtual reality, we can go back in. Yeah, we can and do it. Yeah, we yeah. can. What? Wow. What? Uh, so, oh, um, real quick. Speaking of virtual reality, I, I got to give a shout out to this game. It's called Keep Shouting or Keep Talking, or everybody will explode. I played this on Oculus Rift the other day, and what it is is one person goes in the the Oculus right, and they're in this room, and there's you can set it to different settings, and there's like a there's like a bomb in front of you, and there's like three panels or four. You can you can put how many pa bombs you want in front of you, and then you have a group of people or one one to however many people in the real world, like in your living room, with like these either on your phone or on printouts of different the different types of bombs that it could be, and the person in the Oculus is just like. Okay, I see three things, and you're describing what you see to the people in the real world. Oh wow! And they're like telling you, okay, is the wire blue or whatever? And you you cut. It's really great. It's super fun. Where did you play that? Yarbo's house, uh, my buddy Dave's house. Son of a. You yeah. play virtual reality games already? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can do it. Yeah. You really do awesome, it. cool, smart people have all of these like yeah. home demo, home dem kits. Yeah. I'm not one of those people, but my friend had it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're awesome by proximity. By proximity. You're awesome adjacent. <laughs> awesome. You are. He's adjacent that's to all a of us. That's funny. He's a real estate awesome, awesome adjacent. adjacent. Yeah. That's a shirt. 
Awesome adjacent. Awesome adjacent. There yeah. you go. We'll print one up. Yeah. yeah, we will. We'll sell it for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, you'll sell like the Christmas <laughs> shirt. <laughs> awesome adjacent. It'll be red and green. Yeah. Like all the, uh, all the other reindeer standing yeah. next to Rudolph. They're like, oh, awesome adjacent. <laughs> I, guess. Uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, our last two topics up for bid with Dante Bosco. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Picking favorites. Would you classify yourself as a geek gamer or a pop culture nerd? Of course you would. Then Loot Crate is a subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with over $40 of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash nerdmachine and enter code nerdmachine to save $3 on any new subscription. Every month, there's a different theme which are all inspired by classic movie and video game releases as well as pulling from pop culture franchises. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, and many more. This month, they're bringing you a fight for the ages. Suit up, choose your allies, and enter the arena for combat. They're ready to stand their ground this month with exclusive items from Blizzard, Fallout 4, Capcom, sponsor-worthy loot from the Hunger Games, as well as a few more items that will help their winners emerge victorious. Whether you're risking your life in battle or taking no prisoners in the wasteland, our loot will be at your side to help keep things interesting. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. Did we mention they ship to over 13 different countries? We didn't? Well, they do. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash nerdmachine and enter code nerdmachine to save $3 on your new subscription today. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. That is the greatest sting music ever. (laughs) Thank you, Tyler Labine. And thank you to our sponsors. By the way, if uh, you guys would be so kind, go and patronize them because they're good people and they keep allowing allowing us to keep rambling on on the interwebs for your ear enjoyments. That's ear holes. uh, For your ear holes. Uh, We're here with Dante Basco. Dante um, was in an incredible movie called Hook, amongst many other things. Obviously, I know. Does everybody do do that, by the way? Yeah, it's cool. Do you know what's crazy? (laughs) You're like, it's cool, man. Dante's. Dante's IMDb as an actor has so over a hundred things on it. It's oh yeah, you've done Avatar. Last but like you Avatar, go to like Julia Roberts, right? fifty. You've done the Do last. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. You've done a lot of voiceover work on yeah. cartoons and all that. I've been really around cool for like thirty here. years now, which yeah. is crazy. The craziest thing about Hook though is that, but because it's Halloween, you get all these pictures of people dressing up. Oh like yeah, because you cool. still look so young, and I'm jealous. Is that <laughs> maybe crazy? that. that you're a good-looking man. Right? I don't know. I mean, you got way more hair than I do. <laughs> What's funny for is some it? reason it's still red and black, but you know. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> What's funny is this hundred-year-old plus story that we all grew up on is Peter Pan story. It's not even a franchise. It's like yeah. whatever. It's like fairy tales, like Jack yeah. and Jill. And you know, you see all these pictures of like this Captain Hook, of course, and there's Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. There's a crocodile, and then there's Rufio. <laughs> like all of a sudden, a hundred years later, like a little Filipino guy is a part of this grand yeah. tale, <laughs> and no one trips on like, yeah, of yeah. course, you're just a part of like what is magical yeah. in the world. And you're yeah. like, yeah, the, how did that happen? Yeah. yeah, it's like the weirdest thing. It's like we've all done movies and popular roles and fans for different fandoms, different things, and then there's like, how did I get implanted into? Some other like pre franchise thing, yeah, you know, yeah. that's weird, but it's cool, and it's strange up until the point where you had to get cocky and say, Looky, looky, I, I got, got hooky, <laughs> and then there was no more Rufio. Spoiler alerts! Spoiler. Oh, yeah, spoiler, spoiler yeah. alert! It's only been spoiler like 20 alert. years if you haven't yeah, seen if you it. Haven't seen, that's why that's I know. Is there like a is there a statute for like how much time is over when we can start doing spoiler alerts? Apparently, yeah. not in this world anymore because yeah. everyone's so you start talking about Breaking about Bad, and you're like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it's what are you no, if you don't watch, it, listen. If you don't watch ago. your show in three days, it's totally. too bad. Game yeah. of Thrones, yeah. you, you can't be mad about a spoiler from the first season. Like, That's no. right. Oh no, That's right. first season, you can't be mad about an episode. Red what happened last it week? It happened. Yeah. They all died. Fucking Starks all fucking <laughs> yeah. died. <Yeah. laughs> Sucks to your ass, Mars. Sensitive people. Oh, most all of them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a few left. A couple. My, some of my favorites are left. No, it's true. There's a lot left. You just don't see much of them. What on Thrones? There's a few left. Yeah. Oh, there's some good. There's some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Where's the cripple brother? The whole last season. Where's his ass? He's hanging out with that. He's he's hanging out with that sprite that shoots fire out of his hands for no reason. Like, how did this guy? How was this guy living up in the north and nobody was talking about him? Yeah. They're like, oh, the White Walkers aren't real, but there's this dude who shoots fire (laughs) out of his hands. Come on, guys. Speaking of fire, he's really rare. Speaking of fire out of hands, let's talk about Julia Roberts. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, Tinkerbell kind of does yeah, a totally. thing yeah. that's not really fire at all. Uh, Julia Roberts' favorite Julia Roberts movie, Dante Go. I'm always first? Yes, you guessed. Yes, always first. Favorite Julia Roberts movie, probably, I don't know, she has a bunch of really good ones, probably recently... I don't know. Let's say my my best friend's wedding. Oh, I like my all right. It's a, it's a good one. I just right. think she's, you know, she's one of those adorable kind of leading women that yeah. kind of yeah. always is good right. at what they do. Yep. Yeah. And that movie was just really, really, really good. Did you work she with her on the show? Or did she do all her stuff like later work, before you guys were She did her you? stuff. And, you know, at that time I was young and she was still like an ingenue at that time. She was Tinkerbell. And you think you had a chance? Do you think nah, you I definitely, I was too young to have a How chance. How old were you at the time? I was 15. You were 15. But I do remember going to the You trailer, had a chance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. There's other times where certain actresses out my crowd, I feel like I had a chance. And I did have a chance. Julia, you know, when I first met her, Kiefer Sutherland was coming to the set a lot. And he was oh, like, yeah. They were like flatliner lovers yes. at that point. Flatliners Which is was a great like movie. two, yeah. three, episodes, three years and before that. by like the two end years. of shooting, I mean, it's like a year-long shoot. We did like eight, nine months. And I think her and Kiefer were supposed to get married. I, I know they were supposed to because I remember people were talking about going to the wedding. And then they, the wedding got called off in the middle of the shoot. Oh, wow. Oh, and, wow. And then by the end of the shoot, like, Jason Patrick was on set. <laughs> From Flatliners, yeah. Whoa! But, and, and I don't know what the hell, but as a kid, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just moral support. Maybe. Uh, but you know when you're a kid, you're going, what's going on? Yeah. So it, that was eight, nine months of shooting. Crazy. Oh, man, that's intense. And that was here in LA, wasn't it? It was at Sony Studios. It wasn't even still Sony Studios at the time. It was like the oh, first wait, time sorry. of Sony Studios. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And Patrick had, wasn't in that. I'm sorry. And they had every, Spielberg had every lot. Craziest thing. We're so over budget was it, over it was time. MGM yeah, before I heard about that. Right? It was like way longer than I was supposed to go. One day on the set, friggin' Francis Ford Coppola comes onto the set, starts yelling at Steven. They're like, hey, they're friends. But he's like, dude, I, when are you going to finish this thing? I've got to start Dracula. Like, which one? <laughs> and you're just sitting there going, what is going on? We got to put on? our sets in here, dude. Let's yeah. go. And in, in the calmest and nicest voice possible, he yeah. said, Francis, I'm Steven Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you did they, the Godfather. Um, I get it. But I did just. I, I heard, did they, they like built a... Was it like a three-quarter size boat or something? Full like size, full boat. size boat, like in a one real of pirate ship inside one of the stages. Oh. Oh. When I go to that lot and I still look at that stage, I always get a little sad. Yeah. Like, well, that boat was amazing, dude. That whole set was crazy. It was I wanted to live yeah. in the Lost Boys Club yeah. with the half pipe and the oh, that was and the, awesome. Oh my gosh! Not only was the boat there, the boat was in water. Right, they built oh, yeah. water. <laughs> They I was like, what's going on? I don't know what happened. It was yeah. crazy. They took hydrogen and oxygen and built water. Well, they took. Two pieces, two pieces of, of hydrogen. Well, yeah. Come on, okay. man. Come on. This is Razzle, what like about it. you? Uh, this was a tough one because I like Julie Roberts occasionally. In everything. Uh, people, she was always like, She's oh. always pretty good. She, people were always, yeah, but look, she's she's a great actress, but everybody's like, oh, she's America's sweetheart or yeah, whatever, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, listen, settle down. Meg Ryan yep. takes that cake. Whoa. But, uh, no, yeah, I, I will go that route. I think, I for I mean, look, she's talented, but I don't think she's like, Everybody says she was the best. Right? Okay, okay. Um, but for the sake, look, she's very good. Like she's talented in a lot of things. She's done a lot of great. You're movies. being real. You're getting uh, like, yeah. Real, what's, you're getting real nervous <laughs> about your your choice here. Well, I'm afraid of microphones hitting in people's collars here. Because um, because we're on microphones. That's a double. Yeah, we stupid. listen. Mm -hmm, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for the sake of uh, kind of a conversation. Um, Dave and I were talking about the other day. Uh, and because it's it was a good movie, and I like I like some some Melly Gibsons. I'm gonna go with conspiracy theory. You son of a crap! That was mine. <laughs> you son of a crap! Pretty good. Such a good movie. That's a good it. movie. Oh, I love that. It's movie. a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great fun. Movie. It's a yeah. good fun. movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I loved that movie. Dude, That's Mel great. Gibson was fantastic in Dude, that movie. So yeah. Yeah. and Julia Roberts was fantastic in that yeah. movie. Yeah. He was great. And Patrick movie. Stewart was fantastic Patrick in that Stewart movie. Patrick Stewart was great. He was. That's a great. Yeah, it's a good film. It's a good film. It's fun, entertaining, thriller, kind of twisty, twisty. You know. I love when he blew his house up. That yeah, was cool. No, I like that choice. Oh yeah, with all the like, yeah, he like wired the, the whole house wire and all that. I'm sure, he Notting killed like Hill was twenty other people. Yeah, Notting, Notting Hill was very good. good. I love romantic comedy. So she's really, I, well, she's I great. love romantic she's comedies. She's great in romantic yeah. comedies. Holy yeah. cow, she is. She's you guys have so more and more in common every time we do a topic. It's really yeah. nice. I like romantic comedies. <laughs> yes, you do. I can't. And she's good at the romantic comedies. She's great at romantic comedies. She is. Tucky Tuck. Well, this wasn't hard for me at all. No, of course, because no. you you were old enough to watch all of her movies in the I theater. did. I watched like Mystic Pizza when it's in the theater. <laughs> Mystic Pizza was the joint. Whatever. <laughs> I love that you're just throwing Dave under the aged bus. <laughs> it's not I'm new. I'm with you, Dave. It's Dave. Not, not new. I'm with you.
Uh, the Mexican. I love that movie. I was going I love. Did I, that's you really? Did I think you it's love hilarious. The Mexican. I gotta watch it again. I, I love the thought. story. The I love the story of the gun. I yeah. think Pitt and her are really funny as this like I do you know, like Pitt and her couple together. that's funny. Hackman is great in his little bits at the end. Yeah, I did like that movie. Oh, that is fun. It's it's not a, the best movie ever, it's but it's of all the ones movie. that it's I would. Not an all time great. No, it's not an all time great, but it's one of the ones I would watch if I see it. I'll watch it. Ready for this? Two words. El Camino. <laughs> It's a, it's Can we get a little something love, more, a little more? I, I no joke. Seriously, um, I used to have long hair. I used to have long hair various times in my life. Uh, prior to you know, before that movie came out, I had longer hair. And then when I got my hair cut, I went into the to the hair salon with a picture of Brad Pitt from the Mexican, and I got my hair cut like Brad Pitt in the Mexican with like the frosted and the cuts. I was like, it was you like, went in with a picture of Brad Pitt and said, "Make me look like this." Make me look like Bradley Pitts. <laughs> and they go, "Well, well uh, we can only do anything with hair. <laughs> the surgeons, uh, everything over there. else is totally out of our hands. We're not miracle workers." Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a great movie, but it was a fun movie. Like, I thought it I like it. I thought she was great in it. Yeah. I've never, I've actually never seen it. I've, I saw like it was on HBO once, and there was like a little teeny bit that I saw, but I remember that the reviews were all like really bad, and I was like, eh, I don't James Gandolfini that. plays a uh, gay hitman. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. There was some and interesting he spends his, most in of it. his scene. Most of his scenes are all with Julia. It was a fun movie, and it's really because it's got a little. It's supposed. To, it's got a lot of heart. It's weird the way they kind of play his role character, and he's not a good guy at all. So, uh, but I, I don't know. I liked it. I love Julia Roberts because she's like beautiful, like 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 she's a movie star, obviously. Yeah. But she's not like beautiful model kind of otherworldly beautiful. She's like attainable beautiful, attainable beautiful, like, high high level. Attainable. I don't know. I've seen. I've, there's some of the stuff that she's done. I've I've looked at her and been like, you are unattainable beautiful. Like she's. I but I think she's. She, but I think so much of that is. Or maybe she's real so beauty. charming. She's so charming. Maybe she that's just, what it is. It feels like you like know her. Yeah. That she has she has that girl next door charm, charm. and and availability, right. but she's also very stunning. But she's stunning, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's Fact. great. Like if you watch all of her, like prior to Letterman retiring, he would always have like clips of, and when she was on it, and they showed previous clips of her being on it, they always had a great dynamic. Like she was she was always a great guest. That's because Letterman Letterman's. loves women. Yeah, he, every single female. It doesn't matter. Like he loved but, Paris I mean, Hilton. She, she was a great guest though. She was she was Julia Roberts was always a fun like charming good guest. Good and good. Yeah. Yeah. she's yeah, smart. Yeah. Zach, what about you? Uh, well, <laughs> conspiracy theory was mine. Um, it can still be yours. No, it's not. It's not going to be mine. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Aaron Brockovich, awesome. um, and uh, partly because I think it was a really well made film. But I think it was. She won an Oscar. She won an Oscar, but and I feel like you know she really crushed that. Like nah, she did. And she and did. also I'm a little biased because they shot part of that in Ventura, where I'm from. But um, no, I just thought it was a really really good movie, and I thought she she kind of stepped outside of her comfort zone a bit uh, to play somebody that was not as attractive, right. not as charming. Um, really great writing, I thought. And um, oh god, who played her boss? What's his name? Um, that guy. God, he's such. A, he was in Big Fish. Yep. Um, oh, I'm dying. I gotta uh, look it up. Uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta what look do you it call up. Tom Jones. No, Tom Jones. He played Tom Jones. Big Fish. He, he was in Big Fish. Uh, Finney. Uh, 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 Albert, uh, Finney. Albert Finney. Albert Finney. Albert Finney's oh, Tom Jones. Yes. Yeah. Was he what? The movie. I never saw it. Yeah. It's old. All time great film. I never saw Tom Jones. One of the greatest films ever. For is sure, it? you gotta see it. <laughs> the grin on your face. No, right I now. mean Tom Jones is the shit. Tom Jones, no show Jones. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'll go. I'll go, I'll go. Aaron Brock. Pelican Brief was a good movie. Pelican Brief was great. Oh, Pelican Brief was great. Yeah. I mean, the thing about what, like with Julia Roberts, like try to pick a bad movie. I mean, satisfaction. I can find a couple. Satisfaction. Well, I could, you could. Yeah, you can find a couple. Satisfaction. Everybody's done some stinkers. Yeah. But everybody. But, but she but, has a good track record. But the great ones, I will say though that the great ones, even when they're in a bad movie, yeah. they have figured out a way to still shine in the bad yeah, right. movie. Like Morgan Freeman to me, I don't know that I've ever actually seen Morgan Freeman give a bad performance. Yeah. I feel yeah. like even when he's in a like, did you ever see Dreamcatcher? No. I, yes. That to me, that movie had a really interesting premise, but not great execution. But he was still really good in it. Well, the yeah. thing about it for actors, we can only do so much. Absolutely. Yep. You do your performance. And I like, mean, let yeah. the director and editor let screw the, director, the whole thing up. Yeah. Like, like if you <laughs> <laughs> screw the whole damn like, thing. I up. mean, you know, everybody's, you know, like the squeakquel. Yeah, there you go. I shine. Uh, by squeakquel. the way, you shined. I mean, you were. 
Zach yeah, I don't was think one the, of the. I don't think the guys who produced the squeakle would be go would go. Oh, oh, not a success. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a fourth one coming. Like like yeah, 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 we made there's, like five hundred million. There's a fourth one coming yeah. out this December. Yeah, because they do very well. Yeah, because they, they make do a great. ton of money. Here's the deal. By the way, Elder and the Chipmunks is we were talking about uh, one a previous um, category on one of the shows was favorite uh, cartoon theme songs, and it totally. I totally forgot Elvin and the Chipmunks because I grew up like that was my jam, man. Elvin, Elvin and the Chipmunks are great. Holy I cow! Felt like, Talk about what an the iconic. Other chipmunks think about Elvin because yeah. he got an A on his shirt and everything. It was like he's super. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're all brothers. Iconic. Yeah. Holy cow! Uh, the just a, a couple quick things. One, the Bagdasarian family who have basically who created oh. the Chipmunks and how and who have retained the rights to the to the Chipmunks are really excellent people and. Uh, they care a lot about the movies that they make. Like they, you know, they try to find something, you know, and there's little kitschy moments here and there, but they've always protected the integrity of those movies. Like they've never sold out on like um, kind of moral integrity, which yeah. I just think is a really beautiful thing. But also, and side note, have you guys heard? Yes, I know what you're going to say. Band Holy cow. Who's, th there's a DJ or a band who slowed, slowed down. down. Yeah, I did he hear about that. He slowed down Chipmunk. I listened to him all the last two weeks. It sounds like death metal. It's so good. It's amazing. When you slow it down to make it regular voice. It's like voice, Trent Reznor it slows, type of like. It slows all the instruments down. And bro. so it sounds like a. They do call uh, me. They do call oh, yeah. me. Yeah, because they did. Because back in the day, and it's like dudes' voices like yeah. slow down. Because okay. back in the day, the 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 uh, the chipmunks did covers of pop, right. yeah. of pop music like Blondie's "Call Me." Yeah, but in, <laughs> so when you slow it down, it's call me, call me, and it's uh, and it's like down that. It's like, it's That's amazing. awesome. It's, it's amazing. so good. So look that up. It's fascinating. Look it up. They're amazing. And one of the songs back, you know, that, that they do slow down is Diamond Dolls, which was an original song from the Chipmunks, the animated movie with the balloons. Oh, yeah. And it's such a great song. And to go back with, like, the Bagdasarians, how, like, just read up history. Like, I was reading, like, I've known it, but I was reading back up on it once those the songs were slowed down, and I was curious about that. Yeah. And the fact that, like... He wrote, you know, the Witch Doctor song, yep. and then he re-released it with the Chipmunks' voices. And it blew up. And it exploded, and he was kind of at the forefront before they even had a lot of the technology to where, I mean, it's, uh, uh, not it's only crazy. are they, like, I've met a few of them years ago, because uh, a friend of mine worked on the first Chipmunks uh -huh. movie, and they were very nice, but then when you read about the things that they just, innovation-wise. Yeah, totally. That, uh, They've kept the rights to the, to like, oh, yeah, man. all these years. All these years. Well. They I didn't mean, sell it out to nobody? Nope, nobody. That's crazy. Nobody. it's such a great property. Yeah. It's a great property. It's one of the properties that are able to get updated and kind of transcend its time, which yeah. is cool, which not hasn't happened for all the yeah, stuff we grew up with. And that's a long time too, by the way. The the original, I think the original Chipmunks was something like... 70s or 80s? No, 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 no. no. 60s it was like, or 50s. 60s? It could have been even like the late 50s. Oh, wow. That's I, think, I think the Christmas Don't Be Late came out in like 58 or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then they, and then they got so big. That's and older they, than me. They covered the Beatles and yeah. they, you know, they did all... Oh, we grew it, up, yeah. they covered everything. Yeah. He started selling Ross Bagdasarian's father who also might have been Ross Sr. I can't remember but anyway Papa Bagdasarian who created it all he was literally making and selling this music at a time when you would go into you would be buying records like um 45s you'd be buying them at like like Bloomingdale's but yeah. like uh, off of the makeup yeah. counters yeah. and stuff like it was all they were all like little stands that you would oh and while you're getting your lipstick and perfume yeah. get this you know get back this, up this back hot when the, track yeah when, pick when, up this when, the, wax. when album covers helped sell it. Oh right! And when, and when you have these, when you have these cute animated cartoons totally. of chipmunks and wearing clothes, totally. That's you know, yeah. got some magic coming at you, baby. <laughs> well, I watch the uh, genie outtakes on the Aladdin all the time. So one of the his choices was Wolfman Jack uh, for the character when uh, Aladdin says, "Make me a prince." Oh no way! So yeah, in the Aladdin, my daughter loves Aladdin, loves Jasmine. Oh yeah, so whatever. So she loves genie outtakes. You watch this like nine minutes of all these other things he tried. Yeah, and at first he was doing like Looney Tunes characters, and he was like, my voice, my first choices were not good. Disney, 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 because he was doing all these like Warner Brothers and yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes characters and not Disney characters. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. he was doing like Porky Pig and like he's like, oh, well, is this on the extended? Uh, it's in the it's on the DVD, the like DVD? A, the, you know the iTunes download or whatever. Uh, okay. but it has like all these short films. It's pretty. Man, it's cool, he, man. He was a force. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? When you're acting with him, and he just goes, he would always do a thing where he 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 do it how it's written, and then he'd look at Steven and go. Like put his finger like one, one more, more. Yeah, yeah. And one more means 
he's going it's to about town. to go yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then you just kind of like buckle up, like. Uh, yeah. What, what's a paramecium brain? Yeah, dude, he just comes at you like a freaking bulldozer, and so it's it's just amazing to kind of sit and watch him do his thing and how see how smart and how fast he actually is. Yeah. He was he was mad quick, quick, mad quick. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, back to hook, there, let's talk about uh, another co-star of yours, Mister Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, what was that? Living wow, legend, all-time great, man. Yeah. He's, he's an all-time great. Yeah, he was scary at first because uh, I mean I was a, I was fifteen, uh, fifteen, but I was he's you know when especially at that time in my life I was studying acting in an intense way and I still still study and a student of the arts but like Hoffman is the lineage of actors that a lot of us young actors want to be mm-hmm. right Brando Dean Monty Cliff De Niro Pacino Hoffman Nicholson like yeah, you're yeah. talking about the Mount Rushmore yeah, he yeah. is there and like now you get to act with him yeah and so there's a little bit of that awe and that madness going on but then he's also a very method actor so he was Captain Hook for a lot of the time. Was he really? Going around, dude. Yeah. He, I didn't know that he was method. He's super method. Yeah. Really? He's super method. And he, um, so he had this whole thing, com- competition thing with me for a lot of the film that was really kind of bugging me out. Like, why is this guy coming at me? Like, really <laughs> hardcore. That's pretty, but I got I think that's a compliment, man. I think, it, I, I don't know. You'd go home where you're questioning, like, what am I doing? Why is this guy coming at me trying to like not be very nice to me? I'm a 15 year old kid that like yeah. looks up to him. Yeah, yeah. And then it changed where, um, my, my, my coach at the time was like, well, you know, just broke down Hoffman. She's from New York. And mm-hmm. She had knew certain things about him and about the world. And she's like, just let him know who you are. You're a 15 year old kid that looks up to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I would come to the set and just be like, well, I watched Lenny last night. Like what happened here? Or I watched Midnight Cowboy again last night. I'm reading this book and we're, and I'm talking about his career and being like, look, man, when, you know, Dean used to follow around, James Dean used to follow around Marlon Brando and, and Montgomery Cliff around New York, around town. And so I'm just going to follow you around. So I would show up on the set's days. I'm not working just to sit and watch. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not working today, but I'm sitting here next to Spielberg watching one of the greats just act. Yeah. And throughout the eight, nine months, all of a sudden, he became this very amazing mentor, kind of guided me and was there to help coach me through my death scene. And he he was just became this really wonderful dude. Wow, dude. Yeah, it was That's so amazing. Crazy. That's so amazing. But it was crazy um, because you're literally working with – I mean, Spielberg also, and and Robin Williams. I mean, I was at least old enough and understanding enough to know that I'm around greatness. And when you're around greatness, it's a, it's a different thing. And, and Bob Hoskins. And well. Hoskins oh, and Maggie man. Smith. Yeah. Like, you're going, I can't believe how many. And every their friends come to the set, and you're meeting people, and you're going, wow, what what's going on here? And so, but it's great to see, be around greatness, and as us as artists to meet great artists and so when you go out through life you you just recognize greatness when it's in front of you totally. and you're working with it and see how you can you know just be there for it and just be a sponge around it that yeah, kind of thing yeah. you know? well you mentioned uh, Midnight Cowboy yeah well, would yeah. you say that's your favorite Hoffman flick or um, definitely one of them I mean I think it has to start with uh, I mean The Graduate is the epitome <sighs> Graduate's all time I watch The Graduate now. It, it, it says so much to me and to the the world. I mean, throughout his career, so many different things, but I probably yeah. all time The Graduate. All right. I mean, Rats of Rizzo is awesome, you? for sure. Yeah. I'm walking here. I'm walking. I'm walking here. You know that, that was ad libbed? Yeah. Yeah. Because that car wasn't. I didn't know that. That car what, snuck on set. That wasn't a, like a <clears throat> actor car. Yeah. That was, was like, like a regular a car. A regular normal dude and car. They, and they just kept rolling. Non scale worker car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Razzle Daz. Favorite uh, Hoffman flick. Favorite Hoffman flick. I'm going to have to go with, this was a tough one because Hoffman's so great. Yep. I'm going to go with Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, oh Kramer versus Kramer is the shit. You feel so, like, you, oh. man. Don't eat it. You don't, feel it, don't, dude. Do not put that in your mouth. Right? <laughs> he's he's such a great actor in the story and, like, that you feel for him as, you know, the single parent working hard, trying to do both type of a thing. And um, he, uh, it was great. And and I distinctly remember watching that as a kid because back when you could videotape and you could record onto VHS tapes, I remember having a VHS tape where it was like the eight-hour variety to where you could have two video two movies taped onto it. Yeah. And I distinctly remember reading um, – it was either my parents' or my aunt's handwriting of Kramer versus Kramer and then backslash Top Gun. So <laughs> – <laughs> That's awesome. And back yeah. then it wasn't a backslash, it was just a line. It was yeah. a line to the angle. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't know what we a, didn't know what a backslash was. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was, yeah. amazing. So good. 
Young, uh, young Meryl Streep. Young, right? America. Oh, man. I, dude, I'm, I got to do it. I'm going to go straight hook. Hook? Awesome. It, he's, he is so he's good. He's so good in it like, in every way. Oh. In every way. The badass parts, the like insecure parts, like everything about it, the scared parts of the crocodile. I, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, like I said, it's the best Peter the Pan work, film The character ever work made. in that particular. By the way, I would say in, in Hoskins – Hoskins Smee to his hook was Ooh. like that dynamic between the two of them was right. so unbelievably magical. Like they just do- they just dove into those characters in a way that like you believe it wholeheartedly. Oh, absolutely. And like the little twitching. Remember when like the the clock was ticking? You could yeah. see that little. Yeah. Was that really Hoffman twitching his lip, or no, was that, that was an a little fil- was monofilament? An wasn't it? Was it? An effect. Oh. But it was like they actually. I was remember that seeing them doing it. It was pretty crazy. Here's but, a fact that you might be able to corroborate. Um, Kevin Hook. <laughs> Captain Hook in the books is left-handed. He's got the hook on the left hand or the right hand. What, whatever, whatever is in the movie is different because Hoffman was opposite, like handed, uh, as far as I don't know. the actual I'm not sure. in the actual uh, um, Bari's. Because it's about what hand you can sword fight with. Exactly. So it comes down to um, whatever one was in the the book was opposite. The from crazy what thing, Dustin the writer. Hoffman. So why did you change it? I, uh, you <laughs> why know, did you do that? Dustin, did. Yeah. Why did you tell Dustin Hoffman to be different? The crazy thing about Captain the the writer J V Hart that was the first time he got produced was that, and the second was Dracula, which is crazy. Back to back first films was like Spielberg and Coppola. Wow. But he wrote a book about young Captain Hook that I read. And I'm reading actually in the middle of reading right now. And Captain Hook, I didn't realize was as gangster as he was, and it's all based on the original Captain Hook. So Captain Hook's hair. Is like it cut it off and it grows back overnight, and he has this is original stuff from the original story, and he has like something in his blood where he heals fast. So it's wow. so crazy, and actually Captain Hook creates is the creator of Neverland. It's this this whole book that it's called like Young Hook is it's all about him in, in a, a Cambridge or some kind of like private oh, wow. school in England. But I was like, did you make that stuff up? He goes, no, that's the original. I'm like, Captain has like Wolverine abilities. I was, was going like, to yeah. say, is he OG Wolverine? Yeah, he has like yellow blood. Wow. That's dope. It's fascinating. I'm like, damn, I didn't know Captain Hook was that crazy. Yeah. Crazy I didn't gangster. know that either. I got to check that out. That's cool. Captain Hook. <laughs> Captain Hook, yo. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> up. He's what's up. Zach, Zach. Zachity, Zach. What's uh, yours? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, well, I, I, I mean. You're going to go for it? I mean, it's a travesty of nobody's. I, I right, held man. out. Oh. Oh, oh were you going to say Tootsie? Uh, I thought someone also, was going to say Well, look, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a toss-up between Rain Man and Tootsie, but I personally think his performance in Rain Man was. So good. That I don't know. It was just a, it was another level for I mean, me. And you got Tommy. You got Tom Cruise in there. Uh, yeah. And you got Tom Cruise in there. Um, although yeah. Bill Murray was in Tootsie, yeah, amongst many other incredible people. Tootsie was but, amazing. So they're so they're all good. I mean, but I also so Rain Man. Rain Man was just also you know it was kind of I don't know. I feel like it, it might be a little groundbreaking. I mean, he was dealing with mental illness in a way that I don't know that Wapner we, did it. What's that? Wapner did it. Mayor Wapner, Wapner right? Didn't he? Wasn't that always his quote? Wapner, Wapner's on it. Or oh, oh I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Wapner, love Mayor Wapner. Wapner. Maybe that's right. Fifteen um, minutes to Wapner. Fifteen minutes maybe. to Wapner. Uh, but you, it's funny because you just made me think of the other one that I was just like honorable mention of Dick Tracy. Oh, you go, Big Boy did it. Mumbles, mumbles. Maybe I'm confusing the two. Fifteen minutes to Wapner. Yeah. Big boy Big boy So good. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. And he slowed down the music like the chipmunks. <laughs> to find out what he was saying. Right? Yeah. Bing, bing, oh my God. It's all guys, full it's circle. All connected. It's all connected. Bing, bing, it's all connected. The Illuminati conspiracy theory, oh, boom, man. tying yeah. all three to three. Too good. Uh, look, we got a little extra time 97X, here. 97X, bam, the future of rock and roll. We got a little extra time, uh, and I'm not going to let you get out of here without telling us some more cool shit about Hook. So. Oh, God. What do you guys want? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's so, so far away. We can say whatever now, right? We can't yeah. get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, Statue of Limitations, my friend. Statue is gone. I don't know what. Like, what do you guys want to know? Like who? I don't know. Like what, just where? like some awesome memories or or things that you learned or thing or like things that you took away from that experience. Going, oh wow, this was. I mean, at that point in your career, that was, was a kid, man. It was crazy. You know, there's so Hoffman. There's some funny stuff with Hoffman, right? So, dude, Hoffman did some crazy stuff where he's a pirate and his part of the method stuff. One time he dropped. He always had like a sports drink in his hand, and then um. He dropped it one day and it was like spilt all over the place. I was like, what is that? And he's like, Pirates Brew lied. And I'm like, what is that? It's like half Guinness and half Dom Perignon. And I was like, what are you <laughs> drinking on this <laughs> You're drinking what? <laughs> and then what's crazy too is like during that time, I'm 15, so it's like 
a lot of things are happening in life with women and stuff. And Hoffman's just crazy. So I would come to the set days I'm not working, right? Like I said. And then it happened around 15, like have your first sexual experiences, right? So I come to the set the next day for whatever. It was like the weekend's over. And I show up on the set. And then, Hoff, you know, Dustin's like looks at me like off camera. And like I'm watching him. I'm all dressed up. And he's like, Rufio. Have you been getting some? Dude, like a friggin' psychic. And I'm like, huh? Um, um, uh. And he's like, remember, it's not the size of the wand, it's the magic it makes. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> like across you, the Captain. set, like in front of everybody. Yeah, dude, like in front of everybody. That guy was crazy. And then the, the certain things you learn, like working with Robin. You know, he's number one on the call sheet. He's doing his thing. But he's also being the morale for... Yeah. You know, when you're a young actor and you're just on the set and you're just rolling with it, but you don't realize that the people that are leaders of the set are really... There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. It's not yeah. more than just learning your lines. It's like people are relying upon you to to set a tone for the day. If mm. we're doing good, we're all going to be doing good. If you're having a bad day, the odds are 200 other people are going to be having a bad day. Later on in life, where you know we're on film sets or television sets where, we're, where you're the lead or whatnot, and people are looking at you as being one of the veterans on the set going, oh, this is part of my responsibility is yeah. to help make sure this day goes right. And it's really kind of seeing those guys early on. And then with, with, uh, with, with Robin, as crazy as he would get um, for the set, to, he was doing a show the whole day, right? Yeah, it's exhausting. Totally. Yeah. But when we were together, like in the mornings or afterwards, just take makeup off, we'd have these really quiet, mellow moments that were super beautiful and the, what my most memories of him are. And we talk a lot about poetry because Dead Poets Society was a really big film to me. And, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about poetry and we talked about Bukowski and all the transcendental poets. And he, he was like very much supportive of that for me. Um, and henceforth, like after that, you know, I continued to write poetry. I ended up opening a poetry venue in Los Angeles, which became Deaf Poetry Jam on HBO, which is now the largest poetry venue in the country. No kidding, really? Yeah. And so part of my whole, and like my play that's coming out, all the monologues are spoken word pieces. So part of my, my life as a poet and in that world, I attribute to this, you know, the support of Robin Williams at a very young age. Wow, man. That's really yeah. awesome. So it's weird how things kind of always, you know, the town is. Things connect, but don't always connect yeah. the way you think they connect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you never know when somebody's going to have an impression on your life in, in such a monumental way. For sure. And and when and why. And, you know, he just seems like uh, yeah, you don't his know, openness like, was pretty massive. Totally. Yeah. And it's just weird that, you know, there's, I don't know, Hook is weird because it's like my teenage years. And it's like, yeah, it's a big movie and it's a cool character. And I'm, I'm a fan of the character, too. But, you know, like people tattooing you on their bodies oh, yeah. is crazy. And then it's just cool. I was just kind of like he Rufio is kind of like standing the 25 years now. 25 Next year is the, is the 25th anniversary of Hook. Is it really? Yeah. And so to have your high school years kind of framed in that way is kind of a cool thing for me. I mean, it's got to be so nuts because it really was such a massive, like, and, and not just, you know, it's massive that it took nine months to shoot. It's massive that I'm sure the budget was like, right. you know, a hundred million plus or, or whatever at that time yeah. uh, or, or more. Um, <clears throat> but the marketing machine behind it, I mean, I had your toys. Yeah, like I had a roofie. I think I probably even got my first like hook toys at McDonald's, you know, yeah, it's like those tie-ins. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. You know? And was that just super trippy? Oh, yeah. As a kid, I was a big Star Wars fan growing up, so oh, having yeah. your own action figure is, like, really cool. Yeah. But I'll, I don't – you know, you think back, it's like, I don't know. How was I? I'm, I don't know if you were, like, a jerk or – yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, my generation of young Hollywood at that time, you know, we, we all kind of hung out in the same clubs and rolled the same parties. It was like – I mean, Leo back in the day and Tobey Maguire and, like, yeah. you know, like – so lame, like Punky Brewster, like the kids that were like, we were all kids running around the same circles, sub 21. I mean, Dave Faustino, I just did some stuff with Faustino recently talking about those days. It's weird to see how our young Hollywood was compared to what young Hollywood is now. Yeah. Like now these kids are on, you know, on the cover of like Vanity Fair yeah. and Vogue and people care like who they're dating. We right. had like Bop Magazine yeah. and Tiger Beat. Yeah, yeah. You know, as opposed to with like hearts around us. And so we were like pretty much left off to our own devices. There was like bar one on Sunset. They'd let us kind of go in underage and 
we'd all hang out there or we'd hang out at house parties or like Holiday Inn and like Burbank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like we were like high school kids yeah. with money and like status in town, but we were still kids. Yeah. Now, like, I look at the kids and they're like, oh, y'all are like multi-million dollar corporations yeah. at 18. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Which is crazy, which is cool and crazy at the same time. I don't know that it's cool. I don't know. I mean, I, like, it's cool. Like, good for them if good they for can them. handle it. Yeah, it's good for them. But I don't know that most can handle that. I don't think so. I just that's think- what, like, you, I mean, you were pretty much one of the, the last generations in that regard to have at least a little bit of private life because now yeah. it's like, you, got, you know, you got these teen, you know, these teen icons or whatever, and they're 17, they're even 18 and 19 and, and TMZ and all these tabloids are, you know, wondering who they're dating nowadays. Right, and it's, it's like, crazy. they're just young kids trying to have a, a first girlfriend or something yeah. like that. And it's, everything's, blown, something you know, happened. The world changed. We got obsessed with youth in a different way. You know? Yeah. But I don't think a lot of, I mean, I don't think a lot of them are going Oh wow! I can't have my first girlfriend because I just have to go. No, do this I'm not saying that. I mean, look, like they're just I mean, not. Look, I don't. Th- I think I'll take, I think that, I'll men- take their bank accounts over. No, but my I think their mentality has changed. Yeah. I think the mentality of what growing up is like, especially in Hollywood, mm-hmm. is changed for yes. all those kids together because they don't. Because now, being famous is more important than doing the work that yes. you thought you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can thank the Kardashians for that. Yeah. Um, hey, look! It's not look. It's not the Kardashians' fault. It's it's a, if it wasn't, a, if it wasn't, the, if there wasn't a market for it. No, 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 wasn't no, no, a ton no. of people who wanted to see it. They would. It wouldn't. It's not them. I mean, well, they're it's, selling it's, what but they but sell. It's, it's both. It's it is both. It is the it's the supply and the demand. There without right. the demand, there would not be the supply. But without right. the supply, there would not be the demand. Right? If yeah. we weren't offering something already. People yeah, but there's supply for things it. that don't that people don't buy. I just said, you know, yeah, no, they, they, but then they stop existing. That's what I'm saying. If people don't buy them, and that that's what happens. People want stuff that maybe they, a lot of stuff they don't want. They shouldn't have, and maybe not be good for them. Yeah. But we're I just don't know. in a fame time. Like that's and true. The thing is, it's not just the crazy thing is, it's just not you know restricted to artists. Actually, yeah. like for us, it was like oh, fame was something we did. But now with with social media, yeah. everybody's aware how famous oh, they are. Dude, yeah, yeah. insta. It don't matter. It doesn't matter if they live in a small yeah. town, the wherever. Everyone is in the fame game now. It's like not just us. Yeah. So it's kind of changed the trajectory of what what that all that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't say like we can't do stupid things, but now you can't do something stupid because if yeah. you do something stupid and someone famous or than you yeah. highlights it, now you're going to get shit on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah but you, that's it. but you doing I mean, something stupid could make you the most famous person ever. That's true too. Yeah. But it can also ruin you too like, with this like social what? media. Like, like Kim Kardashian. Oh, she well, did something really stupid and did a video with a guy, and now she's one of the most famous person. Well, who can, well, even so, it's stupid. Uh, people talk about the Kardashians. I go, you know what? The thing is, they're just like the perfect family for the perfect time. They can't. Right. You can't write it. It's no. stranger than fiction. You can't tell me that you knew that this guy happened to do that, and then it's crazy. And then it's like the OJ pitch, connection. I can't. And then I, it's I, like I, I can't. I pitch. We do a show. Uh, called Keeping Up with the Bagnasarians. It's amazing. It's two hours sped up into uh, <laughs> a five minute <laughs> short video. That's hysterical. I love it. Uh, okay, I got one last question before yes. we go. Yes. In the scene where you're all uh, believing that the food, like your big yeah. dinner scene, and yeah. all of a sudden all that food is there. Yeah. And so much of it was like the bright colored like whipped cream almost. Right. You know what I mean? That that food. Yeah, that cream yeah. thing. Yeah. What, what, what Was that whipped cream? It was like. Were you eating all that stuff for real? It was bangerang. It was like bangerang food. What, I don't know. What it was <laughs> is like, what was crazy is if you look at it, you know, they, they do the whole thing. It's the cream and then there was like the kids' faces in the food yeah, and yeah. like all the different stuff. I remember talking to the people carrying the food, and I was a kid going, like, how much does this cost for all this food? And they said something crazy, like $80,000. I'm like, <laughs> for all this food? Because they're making it. And then we had to shoot the scene twice. So I'm like, yes, it's the same amount of money for this food. <laughs> and the thing that happened was uh, that that whole cream stuff kind of happened last minute because Steven didn't like the way the other food was looking. Yeah, well, it didn't pop thrown. as much. Yeah, yeah, so they just started making this other concoction of, like, colored food. And then it became just like the dude. Thing that every remember. single time I'd watch it, I'd be like, I just want to take a giant hand. It just looked like amazing, tasty right. whipped cream, or like it was like a creamy thing. And what's weird is like everyone loves that scene because it's a food fight scene. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So great, but you know, as an actor, when Ugh, you're covered in that, yeah. Well, like if you remember the scene, I'm not having a good time in yeah. the scene. So it's like a week of me getting yelled at and then kind of getting emotionally charged for a kid. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm losing my crew. 
You know, right, right. so everyone loves the whole thing, and I'm always like, Epstein brings up such bad feelings for me. Oh, that man. scene, oh, everyone is so happy, and no. I'm like, always like, that's the stupid, stupid man scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember what I was feeling in those days, and it was not fun and happy. Oh, oh man. irony, irony of things. The irony of behind things. the scenes. Dante, thank you so much for coming in, bro. Thank you guys. So, 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 so appreciate yeah. you coming in. Um, and where can everybody? With us. Where can everybody find you on the internet and social media and yeah, all that? Yeah, uh, Twitter uh, at Dante Bosco and uh, Instagram at Dante Bosco. Uh, if you're a Tumblr person, at Rufio Zuko. Boom. Boom. Loving it. Thanks, Love it. man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Picking Favorites. We really do appreciate that you continue to uh, support us and listen, and we hope you're continuing to enjoy it. Until next time, I'm Zach. My name's Razzle. Kentucky. And, of course. This is Dante Bosco. And we thank you so much for your time. God bless, everybody. Goodbye. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hop. Pop. This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com.